On this episode of the High Flow Lifestyle Podcast, we talk with Master Global Communicator and Humanitarian Ferdos Karas about creative peaking and flow stages throughout life, and from these changing times, how we can develop a creative interconnected world. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Smith, and welcome to the High Flow Lifestyle Podcast. It's my privilege to be your peak performance and flow coach with this episode. Each week, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews as well as actionable tips and strategies for accessing flow for optimal human performance, heightening creativity, intuition, and productivity, and most importantly, living a healthier and happier life. Now let's dive into your next dose of practical flow training. Hailed as the modern equivalent of Dr. Seuss, Ferdos Karas is a master global communicator and humanitarian who has influenced hundreds of millions of people's lives for the better. Desmond Tutu calls his creative work, which has been viewed by more than a billion people worldwide, outstanding and powerful. A fellow of the Royal Society of Arts, he was named one of the world's 50 most talented social innovators and has received more than 110 awards, including the prestigious Peabody Award. Welcome to the show, Ferdos. Thank you, Josh. A pleasure to be here. For your animations that you create, do you have a creative process you work through? Do you start with a world problem and work backwards? Or is it you're just looking at a, you know, like almost like free journaling every day, just a blank sheet of paper and getting things out? I I, uh, have a combination. Right now, for example, I'm currently working on uh, doing some videos for Mm COVID-19 in the United States on vaccinations uh, and trying to get more community-based organizations involved in the vaccinations. My work involves a lot of creativity because I have to overcome the barriers that we all have to human communications. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by barriers is that we all have a multitude of things in our head that form a barrier to uh, accepting communications, our our, uh, language, our history, our stereotypes, our prejudices, uh, our economic status, our political status, uh, our biases, uh, all these things. So I have a factor, I have a list over 50 different variables and I apply on everything I do, every word in the script I write, every drawing that we create in animation, I apply that. So that is the way I have been able to get around the barriers uh, to human uh, communications. And that's why, for example, some years ago, I, the best known work I've, I've been known for is uh, the called The Three Meters, which is on HIV AIDS. Well, it was used in over 150 countries. It was used in the three funny animated condoms. And it was used in, you know, Western countries where you might imagine, like Canada and Holland. It was used in very multicultural countries like uh, South Africa and and India on national television. But here's the kicker. It was also used, three funny animated condoms on national television in conservative Iran. Now, how do you get onto Iranian television with a foreign, uh, you know, program using three funny animated condoms? That's it. You use a lot of creativity because they're animated. You have what is called a suspension of your disbelief system. You know that what you're seeing is not real and therefore you don't get offended by it. 
uh, and you're more open to accepting the messaging. And these are condoms that have faces and that have arms and they talk. And so you you don't get offended. You think, okay, these are obviously not real. They're drawn. And so you're accepting. So that's applying creativity to get around these massive cultural problems that we have in reaching people around the world. And that's what I've been able to do. Wow, that's great. Yeah. What is something that we could do to maybe spark or heighten our creativity. Like you started the show with talking about some of the 21st century skills and, and how it really is uh, important for people to bring creativity into their life. Mm-hmm. Where, where would we start? You would start with accepting that you're a creative thinker. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe me, a lot of people say, I'm not a creative thinker. You know, I don't work in artistry. I don't work in the creative industries. I'm not a dancer or a playwright or a composer. Well, okay, take a piece of paper, a regular average piece of paper, take a pen or a pencil and draw a squiggly line on it. Not a straight line, a squiggly line, anything you want in any way you want. When you are done, look at that piece of paper and understand that no person in human history has ever drawn that line exactly the same way you have. It is mathematically impossible because there are so many pixels on a paper, it is absolutely impossible for somebody I mean, it would be a heck of a coincidence involving billions and trillions of percentages. It would be a heck of a coincidence if somebody has ever drawn that squiggly line exactly the same way that you've drawn it. So you are a creative human being. That's all. That's the proof that you've done something that nobody has has ever done. I mean, if you give that uh, drawing, by the way, to your grandchild or to your children, depending on how old they are, and you ask them to keep it and keep it as a memento of you because that's unique to you. Nobody else has ever drawn that line exactly the same way you've drawn it. It's, it's yours. It's your creative thinking there on a piece of paper. So I, I think that we first have to accept that we are creative thinkers. And then we move forward from there. And that's a huge barrier that people have uh, quite often, unless they happen to work in creative uh, thinkers. Then you have to be a risk taker, as I said. Mm -hmm. So if you're not a baseball player, then you have to embrace risk. Now, why do I say if you're not a baseball player? Because a baseball player, if he's batting one out of four times, a .25, he's actually in the top 50 batters (laughs) of the league. So... You know, he fails three out of four times just to get in the top 50. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's a risk taker. He knows it. Yeah. He knows walking up to the bat that, you know, the chances, mathematical chances are that I'm going to not hit the ball when I swing. Mm. Yet he still takes that swing. That's his job. His job is to try and hit the ball. Whether he does or not is a different matter, but his job is to try and hit the ball. And so when you you have to... Embrace that kind of thinking. You have to embrace the fact that you're going to take risk and you're going to fail sometimes, and that's how you're going to re- lead a remarkable life. That's how you're going to progress. Wow. And that can be applied on any anything that you want to think of. I mean, let's say you're not communicating well with your partner or your spouse. Well, 
think about why you're not communicating well with your partner and spouse and think about all the ways that you can get around that. There are hundreds and thousands of ways mm-hmm. you can communicate better with your partner or your spouse and have a more fulfilling life with her or him. Yeah. Your, your baseball example there just made me think of from the coach's perspective, the coach or, you know, in a business sense, the boss, the leader, um, they hopefully need to recognize that, you know, that percentage of, you know, one in four at bats and maybe they need to allow the players or their employees a bit of uh, space to spread their wings a little bit with creativity because it's not going to be a hundred percent every time. And if they push for that, if, if that baseball coach is demanding hundred percent every time you're telling me mathematically, that's just not possible. So there seems like there could be some friction there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, your, your podcast is all about flow. So if you, cut, if you continue with the baseball analogy, there are many people in baseball who become very good players and then get into a bad spell and then again become very good players. So the flow or the, the state of mind that they're in is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, you can, and, and and Olympic athletes always talk about this. You know, you have to peak at the at the time of the Olympics, and and that's very much a mental process in sports. So I do think that a lot of sports people are very creative. A lot of sports people, all sports people, professionals are risk takers, mm-hmm. um, and you you can't uh, you can't get around that fact. Uh, of course, skill has a lot to do with it as well, but a mental ability has a lot to do with it. There are many, many, many people in this world, no matter what they do, who are highly skilled at something and never succeed mm-hmm. because they have not the embrace the ability to do to implement their skill, uh, and they simply do not succeed. And many of the pivotal moments in human history where the world has suddenly advanced uh, Einstein is a good example, uh, where he suddenly had this one year uh, where a lot of creative ideas came out of him that changed the course of human history mm-hmm. and the way we think. His later years, he was still the same person. Yeah, he didn't have that kind of impact. It was his earlier years uh, where he had that kind of impact. So he was in the flow at the beginning mm-hmm. of his career uh, where he came up with you know, historic ideas, groundbreaking uh, ideas. And then he kind of petered out towards the rest of his life. That quite often happens uh, with people. You can perform at peak uh, performance all the time. It doesn't matter what you do and who you are. You just can't do it. Uh, And so you need to consciously be aware of that that you can't always perform at peak level. You have to adopt a little bit the sportsman, the sports professional's approach and say, I need to peak at this particular time in my career. You know, a lot of, uh, I've read a lot of studies that say that we don't peak at the same thing all the time. So people say, you know, uh, uh, they're at their best in their 20s or their 30s, or some people say in their 40s. Actually, that's not true. There is no scientific evidence to suggest 
that anybody that we as a species peak at a particular age. What you do as you go through life is you get better at some things and worse at some things. So you're better at some things when you're 20 and you're better at other things when you're 30 and other things when you're 50 and other things when you're 70. It's not static. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you peak. It's just that what you can do changes, uh, uh, you know, uh, really well. Uh, What you can do really well changes. And, And that ability to, to go with the flow, to, to, Make sure that you're thinking so that you can actually change your habits and, and adopt new skills. And then with those new skills, speak at that particular time in, in your life. That's what it's all about. That's applying creative thinking. Mm, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I just wanted to take a second to mention to you that If you're finding the show interesting and inspiring, please make sure to head over to the website highflowlifestyle.com where you can get free access to my weekly flow hacks for optimal human performance and happiness. Get high flow lifestyle boosts weekly in your inbox and get new strategies on how to access flow, be more creative and productive, reach your peak performance, and most of all, live a happier and healthy life. Now back to the show. You recently uh, have a, a great book out, Creativity. Who is this book for? It's for everybody. It literally everybody. It is not an academic uh, book. It is designed for everybody to look at it, to read it, uh, to to think about every point. So it's got a hundred uh, points in it with a hundred takeaways. And the idea is that you just read one or two and you stop and you think about them and then you go and read one or two. So I I make a joke that it's probably the slowest book you'll ever read. Uh, the idea isn't to read it from cover to cover. I want you to stop and think about each one and the, each point that I make and, and think about how you can apply it to your own life. So the book is for every every person who wants to expand their creative thinking. Wrapping up here, is there anything you'd like to tell us to finish off about uh, related to flow or creativity? Well, I think that we are all creative thinkers. I think the importance of creativity and being a creative thinker is increasing as the world continues. Uh, you know, I read a study recently that said that uh, human knowledge that we will gain over the next 10 years will be equivalent to all the human knowledge that we have up to this point in human history. Wow. That in the next 10 years, we will have the equivalent of human knowledge that we have up to this point. Wow. I have no doubt that that's probably true. I think that uh, as the world goes forward, the knowledge that we have and the ways that we adapt and change are accelerating to a great deal. Mm. So if you think back, for example, on the mobile phone, since we talked about Apple, if you think back only 20 years ago and think about what the mobile phone looked like and what we use today, now try and think about 20 years from now. What will my son 20 years from now use as a mobile phone, as a communications device? I have absolutely no idea. But I do know it will probably be quite different than what we are using today or what even he is using today. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we evolve and we will be evolving very rapidly in the future. We'll be changing very rapidly in the future. We need creative thinking for the world to progress. 
We need new ideas. We need innovations. People often ask me, you know, I deal with sexual violence in countries like Congo and so on. I've dealt with some of the world's most difficult issues. Mm. And they often ask me, how do you remain optimistic? Well, the answer to that is, I think the world's going in the right direction in general. Despite having gone through 2020, I think the silver lining of COVID-19 is that we have been forced to think of ourselves as one human family. Mm. We know now that what happened in China came to bite us here in, in North America and in every other country in the planet, that we are all interconnected. Right. That ultimately, no matter what language we are speak, no matter what nationality we have, we are one human family, one human species. And what happens halfway around the world does affect us uh, on a daily basis. And I think that as communications become more, we're now in a new era of communications. And as communications become more pervasive in our, in our lives, where we have the ability to interact with almost every other person on this planet if the government allows. I mean, obviously, there are some countries like North Korea where the government does allow international communications. But I mean, generally speaking, mm-hmm. most of the world is now interconnected. I can phone somebody in, you know, halfway around the world. <clears throat> Sorry, if there's a uh, if there's a problem, a human rights abuse, say in Australia or in the United States, I can react to it in Canada in real time. Uh, somebody could send it to me. I can react to it uh, right away. We're living in a new era of interconnectivity. Uh, where we're all connected to each other. And the pandemic has showed us how we are really all connected to each other. And I think that as the world goes forward, we must take advantage of that new knowledge that we are not isolationists, we're not nationalists. We are ultimately, after everything is all said and done, one human species, and we have to act that way. Yeah, one creative human species. Absolutely. I love it. Okay, Ferdos, thank you for spending some time with us today. If anyone wants to find out more about you or get in touch with you or pick up that book that they will definitely benefit from, where should they go? Well, the book is available on Amazon or any of the other major platforms. It's called Creativity, the Key to a Remarkable Life, and you can order it from there. If you go to my website and order it, you get a personally signed copy from me. And my uh, website is www.chocmoose.com. It stands for my company. It's called Chocolate Moose, but Moose the Animal, not Moose the Dessert, Chocolate Moose Media. Uh, and you can look me up, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, on Twitter, on any of the social media platforms, and I'll be happy to interact with you. Okay. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to another episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please stop by Apple Podcasts and review and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. And help us spread the importance of leading a high-flow lifestyle by telling a friend and sharing on social media. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now go put some of this flow state training to work and live your life to its fullest. And I'll see you shortly on the next episode or inside the community at highflowlifestyle.com.